Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, it's Garth Crooks here. I'm looking forward to seeing many of you at the Spurs Show Christmas Party on December the 2nd at the 100 Club, alongside my old striking partner, Steve Archibald. I suppose I'll be doing all the work again. Come and see Crooks and Archibald in their first Central London appearance together since hanging up their Spurs boots 35 years ago. Spurs Show season ticket holders get an automatic ticket with priority entry, with tickets also available at live.spursshow.net. No one does Christmas like the Spurs show, except perhaps Bing Crosby and Jesus. Get your tickets at live.spursshow.net or get free entry to all our live Spurs shows at season.spursshow.net. Good evening, good day, wherever you are around the world. It's this week's edition of the Spurs Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tonight, we're obviously going to look back at that extraordinary uh, North... L- I, I probably didn't say North London derby. Let's, it's North South London derby at the weekend. <laughs> uh, we're going to certainly talk about that. And then, uh, as there's no game this coming weekend, uh, we've got a special treat. We're going to talk in depth about a wonderful new book. Uh, coming out on September the 16th called One Step from Glory. And very, very lucky to have the co-authors of the book returning a, a stalwart of the Spurs show. And as you know, the co-chair of the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, Martin Cloak, returns. Hello. Nice, nice to see you. Nice shirt. Very nice pristine. Thank you very much, yeah. Yeah, well, wasted on the podcast. Mostly, you know? Very yeah. nice shirt. It's just caught me. It's dazzled me. It's very nice. And a man who... I, I, I'm sorry to admit, he's never been on the show and, and bloody well should have been on this many, many times. A wonderful author, written some very interesting books over the years about the great Tottenham Hotspur. Please welcome Alex Finn. Huh? <laughs> Got it right. You did. Thanks. Spot you, on. Welcome, Alex. Lovely to have you here. Well, pleasure to Finally. And we'll talk more in detail about your association with the club over many, many years. 
uh, and your family's association with the club over many, many years later. But we're going to start... Well, before we talk about the North London... Sorry, before we talk about the North London derby, uh, just to remind people, uh, this show is supported by Match Pint, the sports pub finder. Want to know which pub is showing the match you want to watch? Match Pint will tell you. Um, great, great uh, app, and you can make score predictions on the televised uh, Premier League games on it, and you can win lots of interesting things. All you've got to do is go to matchpint.co.uk slash app, uh, or just search Matchpint on the App Store, and click on League, and use the code SPURS to join the Spurs Show League. And I can reveal my co-host, Theo Delaney, is now top of the league. It's not fixed. Trust me, it's not fixed. He's now way ahead on 230 points. So go on that, join us. It's lots of fun, lots of great prizes to have. Uh, so do that, please. Right, well, let's look back now at an extraordinary game at the weekend. Um, there was a time with Tottenham Arsenal games, I'm thinking of sort of the 80s, there was a lot of sort of nil-nil, one-nils things. But in recent years, and I think it was mentioned on, on Sky Sports, it's been one of the most exciting, most goals uh, derby uh, in, in, in history. Martin, you, you were obviously there. Yeah. Um, what was your... I mean, I think most Spurs fans, after the defeat at home to Newcastle, probably before the game would have gone, take a point, take a point. Were you Absolutely. one of those play- one of those fans before? Absolutely. I, mean, I, I, was, I was really... Uh, of course, if you'd have asked me to predict, I'd have said, you know, we'll win by the yeah. goal. Um, yeah. I think yeah, most I, people yeah. on the show last week all predicted draws. We went yeah. one, I, I, one, I, I one, wasn't two, that two. confident because the, that Newcastle display was so flat and you just thought... Yeah. I was saying, you know, the last couple of times we've gone over there, uh, we, we haven't really turned up. Even when we've been in good form, we haven't mm. really turned up and it's been a disappointment. Yeah. So you think, you know, well, there's all the rumours about, you know, a bit of unrest at the club and some of the kind of press conference stuff as well. So you kind of feared the worst, really. But yeah. um, I thought in the first Stuff. It was the best we played this season. Yeah, it's really, not really good much, performance. But, but yeah, well, I know like the mean. bar was fairly low. But yeah. well, I mean, it was it was a a you know it was a good game of football to watch. I think, yeah. and often those games aren't that that great as a as a sporting spectacle. But yeah. there's some really nice stuff played. But I thought we looked pretty good actually, and I'm I'm quite encouraged about you know, if we can build on it for the rest of the season. I was a bit disappointing that we fell away a little bit, really. So. Yeah, definitely, Alex. I mean, the the, the the way Spurs set up the big sort of talking point before the game was although Serge Aurier a recognised right back was on the bench uh, Pochettino decided to use Davison Sanchez and I think most Spurs fans watching the game would say he had quite a difficult time did you think it was quite unusual to take a player that doesn't normally play in that position in, in a game as big as the North London derby did you think in hindsight that when you saw the team sheet did you sort of think oh this is yeah I thought it was odd and my heart sank yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Pochettino like some managers, they actually believe their own PR. Yeah. And he believes that uh, he can fit square pegs into round holes, mm. but he couldn't. And he luckily no. got away with it. He did kind of get away with it, yeah. really. It only, was just because, only just, because um, Sanchez was badly struggling in the last few minutes. Yeah, but we certainly, uh, as Martin said, certainly in the first half, we it was like watching the Spurs of, of the last couple of seasons, whereby... Going forward on the counter-attack, we look really, really good. And obviously, much was written about Arsenal playing the three up front. But their midfield, I think most people watching, when you saw the Arsenal midfield, you thought, if Spurs can have a go here, there's a chance. And obviously, that sort of reflected in the first half performance. Yeah, I, I think what was important was that uh, he buried some hatchets that, that he was throwing around. Mm. And he played 
the best team that he could, yes. apart from the right-back position. Yes. But then he'd made himself a hostage to fortune by selling Trippier without mm -hmm. having a replacement. Yeah. So uh, they had the best team out. Mm. and they played to their performance. There is a pride in players. Players do have a pride, and particularly this game, they know how important it is to the fans. Well, that's what we were saying, Martin, uh, with the run-up to the game. And I know much is written about and talked about foreign players. Do they get the North London derby? Especially last season when we were 2-1 up and lost 4-2, and, and they seemed to want it more. At least we're, we're up for it this time. There was a real pride well, yeah, that's in the what performance. I, said that. I think that, that's, that's been the problem, that even with, with Pochettino's team over the past couple of years, there's been times, I think it was a couple of seasons ago, and I went along probably more confident than I've ever been, thinking we should really take them apart, yeah. because it's when Arsenal were, you know, the real kind of Arsenal losing their way had, had, had become evident, and Spurs were, were going really well, and not turning up then. And you just think, you know, actually, I do think it meant something to these players. But, I mean, like, mm. this is right, you know, players do, do have pride. And I think, you know, what, the important thing you've got at Spurs as well is that you've still got Kane. Uh, and, mm. it, you know, it's not... I don't believe that, you know, just because you come from Denmark originally or whatever, you don't get, you don't get the derby. But there is that thing, Kane's a local lad. He gets mm. it, you know, and he, he is now, you know, completely committed to Tottenham. And you look at the history, the recent history of the season, there's some of those goals that he scored, they were mm. showing up when he curled in yeah. from the edge of the box. And I remember like the looping header mm. um, at yeah, uh, the old White Hart Lane as well. I mean, he, he absolutely gets it. So they're going to be yeah. in no doubt in that dressing room. He's going to be pumped up and saying, you know, let's go out and, you know. And incredible, I mean, he hasn't been there that long. Incredibly, with his brilliantly taken penalty, he's now joint top scorer. In, yeah, a, in a North London derby with over yeah, 10 goals. Like, yeah. I think, I think alongside certainly Bobby Smith and I can't remember who else is in that, top, in that 10 goal list. But I think that's wonderful yeah. for a player who's only still, what, 26, is he? I've said this a few times. I think that, that we've got so used to, to seeing Kane over the past few years uh, that, that we, we kind of take him for granted yes. a little bit. And if you, if you look at his goal scoring record, you know, I mean, potentially. You know, could he chase Greaves down? You know, that's a big thing to say. If, but if I mean, Greaves was you know, the, probably the greatest goal scorer, certainly that Spurs have yeah. have had of all time. But uh, Kane's goal scoring record is is absolutely fantastic, uh, and it's not just the goal scoring as well. He's sharp, but you know, it's his, his assists, his build up yeah. play, his contribution to the team. I don't think we were as lucky we are to mm. be able to watch him every week. And we, we've watched some great players, but yeah. Kane's up there with, with no, people totally like Klinsman and Berbatov and I whatever totally for me. Yeah. Definitely. You, and you've just heard why he was picked. For the final last year, yes. when he was palpably unfit, yeah, yeah, because of what he promised that yeah. he could do, yeah, but he palpably wasn't ready for the game. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And then obviously we were two 0 up, but I think most Spurs fans, certainly of a certain age, were like, you know, don't concede, don't mm. concede. And it was on the sort of stroke of half time, Alex. It, it was a bad goal. There was many, many opportunities for that ball to be cleared, wasn't there? Two poor defences. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, you know it's as yeah. simple as that. And until the defence gets sorted out, yeah. Tottenham and Arsenal, for that matter, are always yeah. going to be leagues behind the top two. But a few seasons ago, Tottenham had the best defensive record in the league, yes. and, and look how it's gone. I can't remember the last time we got a certainly away from home a clean sheet. Well, you know more than I do. So yeah, okay. all I can not that I'm a stat man, really, really <laughs> have no idea. But yeah, but all I do remember from that game is it was a very exciting game. Mm. And if you were committed, um, it was very difficult to watch through the last few minutes because you thought that Tottenham were going to lose it. Um, but there were two poor defences. Mm. Tottenham got away with it. Arsenal got, didn't get away with it in the mm. first half.
Yeah, I mean, but you know, the second half, obviously, the momentum was was, mm. was with them, Martin, and one player that wasn't sort of mentioned that much because of all the other incidents we're coming to. And I thought had one of his best games for Spurs in a while was obviously Hugo Luis. Some wonderful saves. He pulled off some absolutely fantastic saves as well. Not like uh, I mean, there was one tipped over. They weren't like sort of dramatic, sort of Jennings-like saves. They were just really good, solid getting down to his left and right, palming the ball oh, yeah, away. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a couple of times we thought, oh, yeah, that's it, that's it's it. In. You know, and we kind of obviously watching. I think it was at the other end of the pitch mm. when he, you know, sort of most of the, the saves that he pulled off came up. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought he had a fantastic game. And you know, there were people were asking questions about him last year, weren't they as well? Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the defence is, you know, the two centre-backs are older than they were. Um, we, had, we had the two best full-backs in the league, didn't we, when we had Walker yeah. and Rose in, in, in their pomp as well, mm. and that's kind of moved on a little bit as well. So you, you kind of worry a little bit about that defensive unit. I'm not sure, I'm still not entirely convinced about Sanchez even as a centre-back, and, you know, mm. he, he's a good player, but... His form has kind of dipped. I mean, I know he's young. It and has, I think if you get on his shoulder, if you're a quick striker, then, yeah. you, can, you know, he doesn't turn particularly well. And yes. There's just, there's just a few more bits you want to see in his game. I mean, it's easy to talk, mm. you know, from when you're yeah. just sitting at the side of the pitch as well, isn't it? But I just... I'm not entirely sure that he's at the quality that, that Vertonghen and um, Alderweireld were when they were in their pomp as well. So, you know, we're, we're going to be tested. Mm. And, you know, as Alex says, you know, the problem we've got at the moment is that, you know, unfortunately, City and Liverpool are playing football of a, of mm. a, of a different class, really. So, mm. But then, you know, we, we've now got to, we're four games into the season, away trip to City out the way, we've got a point. Away trip to Arsenal out the way, we've got a point. I think we're playing Liverpool sometime in near the end of October, November. Right. But that's probably the three trickiest away yeah. trips, right? Get them out of the way. We can get another point from the visit to Anfield, please. Mm. Yeah. Then, you know, we're set up okay. So, mm. so, you know, this kind of early season talk of a crisis will, will go away, really. And, yeah. You know, people have pointed out that we, we tend to start quite slowly. The other so. thing, Alex, I, I find quite strange. There's obviously this new rule this season with the goal kick that the ball doesn't have to leave the penalty box. Uh, you could just pass it to a, a defender who's within your penalty box. This thing Spurs were doing, uh, whereby Luis was taking a goal kick. He had both his centre part, uh, halves effectively on the edge of the six-yard box. I mean, there was a couple of times when we nearly just gave the ball away. And sure. I mean, Luis's kicking is still quite suspect, isn't it? Well, doesn't he frighten you? Certainly yes. frightens me. And the problem is that the... Uh, the rule for goalkeepers nowadays, if you want to be recognised as a great one, is you have to play out from the back. Yeah. Well, he is far behind the goalkeepers mm. of Manchester City and Liverpool. Yeah. And that's a problem. And he does put the frighteners on But we on keep you. persisting with this. Yes, I know. He should, he you know, just boot it. Boot exactly. It, you know, and it's just like, just get on so. with it. I'm afraid so. That's you what know. I feel sometimes. It's nice when it works, but it won't work sometimes. Mm. It really won't work. Mm. There will be goals given away if he persists in doing what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, Martin, uh, at two-all, you know, again, it was like, oh, no, can we hold on? But out of the two teams, we were the stronger team after that. Had the best chances. Sissoko blasted Mm. one over. Obviously, Kane hitting the post at 2-1. Yeah. Could have made it 3-1. Delhi came on. We, what was nice again was to see us getting strong rather than wilting at the end. Yeah, no, that, that was, I, th- I thought we finished a little bit stronger mm. uh, as well. I mean, you know, Arsenal really came at us in the, in the second half. And yeah. they, you know, they, the, the crowd you know, finally woke up you know, for a couple mm. of minutes as well. Yeah. Um, and it, it, we, I think we were all quite worried. Mm. Um, we, you know, we had the same thing. You know, we conceded just before half-time. But I think that Arsenal were always going to score in that game, I think, just from, from the, you know, the nature of it as well. Yeah. So 
you know, did it matter that we conceded just before half time? Would it have been better if we have conceded just after half time? Would it have made a huge amount of difference? I'm not sure. But, you know, I, I was encouraged. And as you say, you know, we, we've not had a great start to the season with the quality of the football on the pitch, but I thought we looked quite strong. Yeah. I, I think Kane's got, I know it's now become popular, you know, Kane's now a diver, isn't he? I don't think he's going to get a penalty again for the rest of the year. But, I, I, you know, it, was a slight, it would have been a slightly soft penalty. But to me, that didn't look like a, a huge dive at the end. And people say, oh, you're just a, a one eyed Spurs fan. But he put himself between the ball and the player um, you know got the nudge and went down what's your feeling on, on VAR because I, I, I agree with Martin if you sort of go with the rule that if a defender puts his arms on somewhere takes a player out is nowhere near the ball what is the rule I mean at first there was the Deli Alley one when he was wrestled to the ground in the box whether the, the ref saw it or not I probably, in fairness he probably didn't see it but aren't the officials Stockley Park meant to sort of go, you might want to run to the halfway line to have a look at this? Yeah. Well, what, what's your feeling on this, on this, this new, new my system? My feeling is it's teething problems. Um, right. The idea that we came in later than the other European leagues was that we should learn from them. Yeah. And they've had many more and bigger problems than we've had so far. Right. So it is going to be a benefit to the game. We've just got to learn to live through this... Uh, introductory period. And what's your feeling that Martin sort of said, you know, because again, in, in the post-match uh, press conferences and, and, and various pundits on TV were saying, Kane's very good at putting his, his body in the way of the defender's run, knowing they're going to fall, you know, fall into him. But ultimately, the fact that a defender does fall into him, where do you draw the line from, that's a bit of clever forward play, and well, that's actually, he's nowhere near the ball, that should be a penalty. Well, the first thing that he should do is to try and stay on his feet. Mm. And I don't think that they're encouraged to do that. They're encouraged that as soon as they feel something to yeah. go down. Yeah. And therefore, you get into a black and white, sorry, not a black and white situation, a grey situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereby it's left to interpretation. And this will smooth itself out, but it's going to take some time. Yeah, well... I mean, you're right in what you say, though, Mike. There's this idea that, you know, what, what's, what's the difference between clever strikers play and, you know, mm. sort of not being quite, quite right? And, you know, we'd all say, well, you know, it's very sporting, you know, stay on your feet. But then people would say, well, that, that's not that clever. And I think it just depends on the narrative around the individual at the time as well, yes. which is what, is what makes it quite Because Deli Ali went through this thing of all people yeah, accusing yeah. him of diving, yeah. Harry Kane, Lamella's had it for a mm. while, a while, a couple of seasons yeah. back. Yeah. Hmm. But, you know, but, uh, but you, you can't say it about Salah, who is a, a fantastic player, I'm not having a go at him, but you could, you could put the accusation quite easily. Oh, as clearly, easily he is Salah, a diver. That, that, you yeah. know, he goes down quite easily, doesn't yeah. he, as well. So, but is he being a clever forward? Mm. Or is, he, is it gamesmanship? Yeah, no, it's true. Well, I mean, so, you know, we ended with, as we said at the top of the show, before the game we would have taken a point. Yes, it's disappointing after going 2-0 up, but I think there's, you know... I still think it's, as you said, a, a decent point. And after the game, you know, Pochettino sort of said this is one of the most difficult times of the period of the season. A whole, this whole European transfer yeah, deadline window, which shut, we're recording this on a Tuesday, shut yesterday. Uh, the, 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 the outs of that is that Christian Eriksen has remained at the club. Um, from what you believe in reports, he was only interested in going to two clubs, Barcelona and Real Madrid. As far as we're all aware, neither of these clubs ever came in for him. Um, do you think now, if you were manager at Tottenham, would you go, come back into the fold, or would you still be miffed, oh, I've got a player that doesn't really want to be here, should I play him or not? Well, I'd go down on my hands and knees and beg him to stay and sign a contract. Yeah. Pochettino's too proud to do that. Well, I mean, and the reports are the club have tried, I'm and according sure. to the, the, the 
Still try they, again. They're not looking. They're going to run down the contract. A bit like Ramsey did at Arsenal. I can get a good signing on fee that going was, somewhere else. Arsenal really cocked that up. Yeah. I mean, t- terribly so, in, both in terms of it all started with paying an astronomical wage to a player who's on the periphery now, Ozil, mm-hmm. and, that, and that lost some Ramsey. Yeah. Um, managers have too much pride sometimes. Mm. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, the other two players that were deemed to go, the reports today, Victor Wanyama, a deal had been done with Bruges for a four-year deal uh, with a pay cut, but for four years. And um, I think it was around sort of £12 million, something like that. The player decided, according to reports today in the, in the London papers, the player decided not to go. Apparently, Daniel Levy not happy that a deal he thought was going to go through didn't. And the other player that, Again, according to reports, Tottenham were looking to move out. No one came in. Was Serge Aurier? Are you sort of please, Martin? They're both there, or do you think they are now kind of both surplus recalls? Especially Wanyama. There's a lot of players you we think kind of in front of him. Um, I, I, you know, Wanyama. Wanyama had that fantastic season. Brilliant didn't season. He? It was yes. a sixteen seventeen season. Yeah. It was a bit disappointing to see there was a bit of revisionism going on mm. as, as often there is on social media. People saying, "Oh, you know, well, we've moved on a bit." I mean, that mm. season. Where in, in that sixteen seventeen season, when Yama was absolutely superb for us, yes. uh, and you know I, I remember that for a long time. He was he was essential. Has he looked as good since then? No, he hasn't. So you know maybe maybe he is surplus to requirements. But it, it's the cliche about it being a squad game as well, isn't it? You know who do you need? Mm. As for as for Ori, again, I'm not convinced by Ori, and I wish he'd learn how to take a throw in as yeah. a professional footballer as well. You wouldn't think he'd yes. be too much, but you know we need to, we need some right backs, it's, don't we? You know it's the whole thing about. <laughs> With Walker Peters, Pochettino said at the beginning of the season, I'm playing you. Gave the young player mm. confidence. He never. Did. I know. I know. Mm. Oreo got mm. sent off, suspended, injured. But you know, any kind of player in that kind of position, you want the confidence of knowing you're in week in week out, regardless of errors you make. Yeah. And clearly, Oreo <laughs> never had yeah, that yeah. kind of chance, did he? No, I'm, and I'm disappointed with that. I think Oreo has a lot to give. Yeah, he gave it to his previous club. Yeah, um, which you know, have has higher demands than Tottenham. Mm. Um, he's been marginalised for some reason. Yeah. Um, Needs we... to be brought back into the fold. All these players who threatened to go for one reason or another, whether it was their desire or the club's desire, they're now here. And they've got to have an arm put round them mm-hmm. and be brought back into the fold. Yeah, I completely agree. And obviously, you know, Walker Peters injured, Foyth also injured. You know, it's sort of, it's, it's been a... a Clearly, a, a you know a problem position for us now. Yeah, already no, no, yeah, we, we 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 look a bit short of the back as well. But I mean, Alex is right. I think that it's it is down to you know it's it's human beings that are in the game. That's what makes it fascinating. But there's there's a bit of pride and there's a bit of ego. And I think what you want now is people to say you know what's happened's happened, and we need to get together as a unit again. You know that's what we've had. We've had that that unity and you know advanced plug. That's part of what we talk about in the book as well. That yeah. you know, there's been been something built there. There's been this kind of solid unit and mm. and a sense of purpose. So we want to see a little bit more of that really mm. back. Tottenham. Well, it's now been quite you, odd, hasn't it? It's been yeah. like a reminder of you know some of the days in the early two thousands or whatever when you had the kind of you know different factions and different things coming out as well. Yeah. So you hope it's just a little bit of a blip and yeah. we, we get back to normal normal I service. Hope so. Well, you mentioned the book there, and so we are going to talk about the wonderful new book, One Step from Glory, after this very short break. Right, welcome back for the break. Before we talk about this new book uh, that Martin and Alex have written, One Step from Glory, a few bits and pieces. Don't forget now you can get a Spurs Show season ticket, which gets you into all our monthly live events. 
which are coming thick and fast. Uh, we've got September the 23rd uh, with Phil Bill uh, in London's glittering West End. Um, then end of October, we've got the author David Tossel talking about his new book all about Jimmy Greaves. Uh, I can announce also for season ticket holders, November the 6th, uh, which is before the Red Star Belgrade away tie, uh, we are going to be doing an event with a Tottenham legend at the Beehive Pub in uh, N17, which will be free for season ticket holders. And then December the 2nd, our big Christmas show at the 100 Club on Oxford Street with, well, two of my favourites growing up, Steve Archibald and Garth Crooks together, reunited one more time. And as you know, Spurs show season tickets is only like £10 a month. Uh, but if you live outside London, you go, I can't come to all these events. Um, you can just get tickets for the Christmas show by going to live.spurshow.net. And for a season ticket, uh, which we really urge you, it really helps us run this podcast by supporting this. Go to season.spurshow.net. And also coming up this month on September the 19th, I'm honoured to be uh, at the Millfield Theatre in Edmonton interviewing Raphael van der Vaart for an event put on by the Punjabi Spurs uh, fans. Uh, for tickets for this great event, to meet and hear from Van der Vaart, uh, go to millfieldtheatre.co.uk. And very quickly, we'll talk about the book. If you uh, like the Spurs show, you'd like additional premium content, including a daily Spurs news shows, match reports after each game, interviews with ex-players, and much, much more. It's a wonderful documentary series on Tottenham. Uh, go to patreon.com slash show, sign up, and again, get extra content. And again, that really helps support us giving you this free podcast every single week. Right, let's turn to this wonderful book, uh, One Step From Glory. Uh, Alex, I know I, I mentioned the top of the show... Uh, your family connection, and I've got this book at home and I, uh, I still love it. Your uncle Ralph That's right. wrote the wonderful book <laughs> Spurs Supreme. Was that a kind of, is this book sort of a bit of a homage or, Ab uh, you know? Absolutely. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, lovely. absolutely. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. It's a tribute to him. And, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's uh, nice. And to, it's dedicated to him and to two other friends of ours right. who are no longer with us. Who, right. Tony Fuller. Uh huh. And Daniel Stern. Okay. And if if Morris Morris Keston, Keston who passed away recently, who was so kind to me, mm -hmm. um, if we get if we are fortunate enough to reprint, yeah, it would be a tribute to Morris as well. Oh, that's a lovely idea. For, for, for those listeners of a, of a younger age, uh, Spurs Supreme was a book that looked back at the double winning team at a time when there was no social media, no. T loads of TV, a lot of the games weren't televised. And what Spurs Supreme did, which this new book, One Step from Glory, has also mirrored beautifully, it's, it's taken newspaper reports of the time looking back at these games. So when you look back at the double team, and you promise loads of games you, you can't see, the games were evoked by these newspaper reviews. And Martin, that's one thing you've taken for this book, you know, the, the, you, for One Step From Glory, you've taken the Daily Telegraph clippings and stuff within the yeah, book. We've got the, the Telegraph, the Times, the Guardian and the Independent. No tabloids. So we've, used, <laughs> we've, we've used the reports. <laughs> no tabloids, oddly enough. No, no. tabloids. Um, <laughs> we've, uh, we, we've used the reports from those games. Um, there's bits and pieces um, from, from me being at the game as well. So right. we've tried to get and some, some of the other fans as well. But yeah, we've tried to do that. We've tried to, to evoke a bit of a sense of, of the drama 
mm-hmm. and at the time. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I mean, that's, we, we, we've done that in the, the European history that we wrote a few years ago yes. as well. It's, it's quite a nice device to do that. Uh, and, you, you know, there's also some of it is a bit of a tribute to the, to the art that's still there of the, of the journalists as well. You know, these, these, the writers have to get these reports in mm. pretty quickly after the game and try and sum up everything that's gone on, especially if a game has veered from, you know, well, one Man result City over to another as well. Yeah. Last-minute draw. Well, absolutely. Imagine, what, you know, ripping up your copy and starting all over again with that as well. So some of it is, is a bit of a, is a homage to that as well. But, I mean, Alex is right that when, when he first kind of came to talk to me about this, and we'd mm. been talking about writing a book for a while, right. uh, and he, he'd mentioned this, and I, I hadn't realised, because I've, I've got Ralph's book at mm. home, and yeah. You know, we've already, and it's, it's a fantastic book. It's mm. one of those great pieces of, of, of history of a great time, you know, in, in our club's existence as well. Um, so I was, I was kind of quite humbled actually, because it's, mm. it's, uh, this is a proper bit of Spurs history as yeah. well, as well. So did um, you go to uh, a publisher and say we've got this idea? How did it sort of then come about and well, get to the stage that it's, it's about to be published on September the sixteenth? Yes. First of all, some more about my uncle, who's yes, a please. proper author. Right, yes. Um, he was also an advertising copywriter. Right. And he sort of moonlighted as a reporter for the Sunday people. Okay. Concentrating on Tottenham. Right. And in fact, on one game in the double side, he's the only person who's ever given the whole team 10 out of 10. Oh, really? They beat Nottingham Forest 4-0. We, we use a nice quote from his reporting in our book. Right. And he just says they were wonderful. They were like princes prancing in their own garden, <laughs> even with culture. Fantastic. Um, and Lovely. he gave everybody 10 out of 10 and didn't feel embarrassed about doing so. so but he was a proper author. This yeah. was a sideline. But he also did the first fanzine for Tottenham called The Lily White. The Lily Do you remember that? Well, he, well I, I, I know of it. And I've, no, I've he, got he edited copies, that. But, yeah. but I also have to say he was an opportunist. Right. You see, and the opportunist was that this was a wonderful season, needed to be commemorated, mm-hmm. so he took 38 match reports. Yeah. Now, um, Martin had written some really excellent books with Adam Powley mm-hmm. and Alan Fisher yeah. about Tottenham, so it was very easy to collaborate with mm-hmm. him. And we both had the idea that if we used this as the narrative thread, mm-hmm. there are only 13 matches, they're not 38. Yeah. But we need to put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. So the thrust of the book are not the, the actual matches themselves, but the matches just provide the link so that we can talk about the Spurs way. Yes, and that's we, what you do in the book. There, that, there, that's amazing. There's a sort of potted history of us in Europe. Well, I would like to think stuff. it's more than a potted history, Mike, in the sense that um, there's been a lot written about it. Yeah. But we explode some myths. We do more research than people have done before. We look at the Blanche Flower quote and explain it for its first time, what it really means. It, well, I mean, in brief... It's the game about glory, presumably. Yes, yeah. it, but it, it also means winning in style. Yeah. It means winning. Yes. It's, it means yeah. winning and winning in style. Yeah. And, and we've done a lot of research. So Arthur Rowe is in there. Bill mm-hmm. Nicholson is in there. Um, so that's the Spurs way. Mm-hmm. And we, we examine the way that Spurs, yeah, why they are Spurs such a popular team. Yeah. Um, and then we look at the exemplification of that in terms of the glory, glory nights. Mm-hmm. And then we relate that to the current manager. And yeah. we, we say that, um, well, it's, it's said best by a, a friend of ours, um, and we use a quote from his, Alan Fisher, who mm-hmm. in a blog said, Potch gets mind, it. Which is brilliant. Yes, yeah. Potch gets it. Yeah. But... We are not fans of Poch in the sense that we're blind fans. Mm. And I can 
I can point out one or two things where I think he went wrong and we can come to that later. But in essence, the book is a love letter to Spurs mm. of a season that they'll never be like that again. It was summed up by... Well, let's hope it will be one uh, again. <laughs> of course, we'll let's one hope further. that. But it's how many years has it taken to get to well, this absolutely. stage? And people must yeah. remember that. Yeah. You know, it, it was so hopeful, so hopeful, and yet so unexpected. Mm. Um, and we were fortunate um, because if Spurs had won, there'd be a plethora of books, you know, official books, yeah. and they wouldn't have gone into this mm. sort of depth. Of course, it would have been better if Spurs had won. Mm. But, but when, you, when you look back at the 60s, 70s team, and obviously when you think about Europe, you, through history, you know, you go Gornick, Benfica, you know, certain iconic yes. games. Where do you put, especially the Man City second leg, Ajax second leg, where do you put those games? I know they're quite new and, and, and we see them so much because of social media and TV stuff, but where do you sort of, you know, as a sort of football historian and a writer, put those games now? Well, I, I've lived longer than Martin, so I, um, he, might have a, he might have a different point of view, but they are games right at the very top. Yeah. Not just there or thereabouts, as people say, but they are the two most important games in Tottenham's history, mm. those two games. Tottenham has never, ever in its whole history reached the final of the premier yeah. European competition. Mm. They reached it. Lady Luck shone on them, but they reached it in such dramatic ways that if you love football, mm. you know, uh, you cried, you laughed, uh, you were overjoyed. Mm. Um, it is fans, what, it's, what, it's what being a football lover is all about. Because fans of a certain age, especially my father, was, when I said to him, what, what was the, the greatest game you remember? Like, most will go Benfica, which we lost over two legs, yes. but still for the disallowed goal and the atmosphere and all that was, was just incredible. So it's so nice, I think, for younger fans and older who are, you know, thankfully still go to now point to the two games last season and go, no, I, I, well, I saw them, I was there. I was, wasn't, you know, I wasn't born or not old enough to go and see that double team. I've now got games that I will never forget. You yeah. know? And I think that's the lovely thing about the book, that, you know, it, it's, it, again, I go back to, you know, TV and loads of football and social media, but the book really does document it in years to come. Hopefully it will be repeated and there'll be other subsequent books, but you're always going to look back and see those reports, remember where you were when Lorente, the goal went in, more at the last minute, all those things. I think that's really important. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a really, really, really special season. I mean, interesting talking about the different media. I mean, I, I, I was over in Amsterdam for the second leg, but the night before, we were all in the bars, and so we watched the Liverpool game, which was reasonably dramatic as well, the yes. Liverpool-Barcelona. And then you think, well, you know, that's the drama. Uh, went to ours, didn't look too good, and at half-time, we were all grumbling and moaning. And then, of course, at the end of it, I mean, it's almost that... You know, as a game of football, it was fantastic. But I can also remember the hour. You know, we usually complain about being held back for an hour. We were just going to keep us in. We'll stay here all night. And yeah. you know, the team celebrating on the pitch and just the togetherness between the fans mm. and the team. And I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. There's a, we, there's a great quote, um, I think, at... at, at uh, at the end of the book, towards, you know, it doesn't give the story away, because he said, I think people know yeah. what happens in the end, don't they? You know, whether, whether a guy gets a girl. But um, Kat Law, who's been on the show a few mm -hmm. times, he's, he's the yeah. co-chair of the Trust, and she said that if I, could, if I was given the chance to do this all again, knowing how it would turn out, 
I would still do it. Yeah, I, and I think I, I that's agree. an indication of how special it was. And I yeah, agree. Do I want us to win it more than anything? But yeah. it's going to be hard to match what we did. And Alex used the word unexpected. Uh, and that was one of the things that was just so good about it. Because actually, you know, the Premier League campaign wasn't really very good at all. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, we should have gone out of that. You know, one of the reasons that is such a dramatic story, we should have been out six times. Well, that, that was it. But we got well, there. And, the then, and stages, also that absolutely. final was so disappointing as a game of yeah. football as well. But it was a great experience getting there. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure people going, oh, you know, well, that's typical Spurs. They're not really going to win. They think it was good just to yeah. get there. But sometimes you just got to enjoy the spectacle. And I, and I loved it. I absolutely loved every now. second you, of it. I'm going to make me start crying again. The other thing I usually have that effect on people. All for the wrong reasons. But the other thing for Spurs fans, I think, it's like for Spurs fans, Ajax away in Man City, it's almost like our JFK moments. Where were you when? Whether you were lucky enough to get a ticket to be there, whether you were with friends and family. Or oh, I love Julie Welsh's story. Was it the Ajax game and the Man City game when she turned the TV off oh, and right, went to yeah. bed? She literally went... It must have been the Man City. It, it was. Went, it, it was, was the disallowed City, goal. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. literally went up. Oh, Turned the TV off, went to bed, and didn't yeah. realise we'd got yeah. into the next yeah, morning. She had a real, a real stop, and the next morning I realised we'd won. Yeah, you know, and that's the great thing about these games. I think, Alex, that you, you, you're never going to forget where you were when you watched watch them. Well, I can sympathise with Julie because um, don't tell me you did the same. Did no, you? I didn't. But, <laughs> you didn't watch any of it. Yeah. No, but, but but what I had to do was to uh, I couldn't take it live. Yeah, so right. I recorded it. Right. And, and did you delight the likely lads? You didn't hear the result? and you. Kept... No, I didn't hear the result. Well done. Like the likely lads. Yeah. But, uh, but it was touch and go because in the past I've wanted um, Tottenham and other teams to win so badly, mm. particularly those that I've worked for, yeah. that I've gone for a bike ride. I couldn't watch. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the things that we do. No, no, this kind of... But also, I mean, one of the things I remember about that yeah. as well is that when the thing, we, we were 3-0 up against Dortmund, weren't we? And we, we went over to Dortmund. Was another and game virtually was every Spurs fan you've met said, like, you wouldn't really be a Tottenham fan if you didn't think we could lose this 4-3. Well, they went at and, us. And, and, they really yeah, went yeah, but early was, on. Yeah. put up some wonderful saves in he that did, game. did, but then actually that, that was a and fairly, you know, Kane goal. again, that was a fairly common yeah. goal. But, you know, there was, it, was, it was typically Tottenham in so many ways, and mm. we all had those doubts as well. And it was just... Uh, you know, it's kind of a rumbustuous run, really, wasn't yeah. it? it was I think incredible it was, because stuff. it was so unexpected. Going back to the double team and those mm. games I touched upon, we were the league champions. We yes. thought, Bill Nick always said, if we could get to that final, we can beat that Real Madrid team. This team, we just expected to get anywhere near it. Absolutely. That's sort of what it made it more mm. just bizarre yeah. and sweeter. So unexpected, yet so hoped for. Yes. Because it was an extension of what Tottenham are all about. Yeah. The Spurs' way of playing and the success in Europe, mm. which we hadn't got anywhere near apart from the benchmark was the Benfica game. Um, and from that Benfica game, we surpassed it. Yeah, I no, said, absolutely. But I, I, think, said, I, think, I said we, but I also use we for other teams who well, I've worked well, for and treated me nicely. It's fair enough. Well, we, we tried to rediscover that as well. I mean, we, you know, we did, Alex has mentioned, we, we talked about you know, what the Spurs way is. But I think that what... We, we take Europe for granted now, and I think you know part of the problem with it being this almost you know semi-permanent, certainly top six, mm. is that those clubs that qualify for Europe every year, it's just you know you've got people saying, oh well, you know maybe I'll give it a miss this year or whatever. But mm. you know Bill Nicholson said, without this, without Europe, this club is nothing. And, and, 
and Europe, especially to Spurs, has always been incredibly important. You look at the great Spurs teams, and it's actually been the European success. You know, it was the, the double team becoming the first British side to win a European trophy in 63. You know, Birkinshaw's team actually going on to win the UEFA Cup in emotional circumstances in 84, even after the two FA Cup wins as well. Mm. So that, that's been the kind of the measure of the success of the club. And one of the things that we wanted to do with this was, was actually sort of try and get down why is Europe so important? Yeah. Why, why it, it's still special? Mm. And I said, you know, that if, we can, if people get one thing out of it, and that is a, a, just a rediscovery of the joy of just watching a game of football, because that there is so much talked about it, we put so much into it, there's so much hype and there's so much nonsense talked about it, and we forget sometimes mm. it is a thing that we love to watch when it is going really well. Yeah. And boy, did we have some fantastic moments in Absolutely. that world. What was the turnaround time? Because obviously the, the final was June or whatever... You had to get this to the, the publisher and get it. What was it? How quickly did it's you pretty, knock tell you this what, out? Alex is on the phone every day saying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah. um, some more. Martin has the patience of a saint. Right. Um, uh, because I'm quite pedantic. Right. But it was, I don't think we had an argument. We just yeah. both worked very hard and it took yeah. us a month. Wow. We, we did and it in a month. Bloody it's, hell. Uh, they're about... Um, 12,000 words of mm. match reports yeah. and 50,000 words in total. So we worked very hard at it. Wow, that's incredible. And so, look, the book is out uh, September the 16th. Where's the best place for listeners to go and get uh, it? Well, Pitch Publishing, not a yes, publisher. So they go to Pitch Publishing's uh, website, so who also pub- published the People's History of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, yeah. which um, was written by somebody close to this room as well, mm-hmm. then Dan Fisher, who we quote in the book. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then, you know, Waterstones will be stocking it, especially the North London stores. It'll be available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, the cliche about all good let, booksellers. Let, yeah, let right. me add... Before you say all good booksellers, yeah. you say <laughs> mention something you don't some want bad people to go to. So, with a bit of... With a bit of luck, because it's being sold in at the moment, we know Waterstones in certain North London stores, as Martin said, will take right. it. W.H. Smith will have it. Nice. Um, again, on a, a home counties basis, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foils should have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amazon... For overseas fans? We've got a lot of overseas you fans. Can get it, you can get it through Amazon. Okay. And your local Amazon, hopefully. Right. Um, I think go straight to Pitch Publishing site as well. Because, yeah. Uh, and are you going to do any signings? You know, yeah, any yes, signings? Yes, we're going to do some signings. Where can people come attempt, to? We don't want to tempt fate at the moment because right. um, we haven't yet seen a final copy. Right, okay. You know, you, you've seen a proof copy. Yeah. Um, so we wait and see. Well, when you that. know, let us know. And we'll, we'll announce it on the show. That's very that's kind, and that's very much appreciated. Mm. Um, I'm going to call on friends mm-hmm. who are big Tottenham names, right. um, some of whom you've already mentioned right. in, in other regards, uh-huh. and hopefully we'll be borrowing some interest from them, and they'll Great. sign well, a lot. Nice. Not that uh, Martin and I will hover in the background should right. anybody want our signature. I'm sure they will. No, not necessarily. I've yeah. been through this before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you've got to be, be very... signing women's breasts and everything. It's going to be quite a party. <laughs> we just want people to read it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we don't sign it, who are we? We're just the authors. Well, the authors. And, and I mean that, you know, lightly, because we are the authors. Other people who will sign for us... Mm are players who have given us joy and fulfilled our dreams over the years. And we might be fortunate enough that one or two of these will come and sign on our behalf. It would also be a great book to have outside the Tottenham training ground and try and collar some of those players that are discussed in the book. They won't read it. Most of them can't read. 
Well, uh, uh, allegedly, oh, I don't know. That's, don't that's know, a cheap gag, be. and I apologise. Well, I just think that they're, they're, what this book should do is to tell people what a special club Tottenham is in yeah. terms of its history and tradition mm. and how much has gone before and how much this was a culmination of what has gone before. So it, it would be fulfilling Bill Nicholson's and Jimmy Greaves and Dave McKay's and Danny Blanchfield's wildest dreams mm. to have done what the current team did last year. Absolutely. Under no, the manager. Yeah, absolutely. I mustn't forget. Then very, very quickly as well, before I forget, September the 23rd. Yes, I'm sorry. Fans it's... of Alex Finn can see you at the Birkbeck University, 6pm, where you'll be talking about the past history and the future and the now of Tottenham and the Woolwich Wonders. Yes, uh, so it's Tottenham and Arsenal, the past, present and the future. Yeah. Um, it's free. Wow. Uh, where is Birkbeck Uni? Remind me, where is it? It's in uh, Mallet Street, which is just behind Senate House, um, behind Gower Street. Oh, yes, right. Okay, so it's one. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's it, right. Okay. It's near the big um, Waterstones right, in okay. Gower Street, just behind that. And people just turn up well, on no, September what they the have to do is they, they have to go on, online. Good, they might have get some to, lunatic show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they have to uh, enrol, right, but it's okay. free. So you go to the Birkbeck University website? Yes. Okay, and then search for that. Well, event. if you would go to Birkbeck Sports. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, September the 23rd. I know Spurs show season ticket holders won't be there because that is our night with Phil Bill. Uh, oh, no, six o'clock. You could, how, long, how long are you going to be witching on for? Well, about an hour and a half. <laughs> you could technically. Yeah. That's a, what a double, what a, what a yeah. night out that is. You could go see Alex, six o'clock, and then get down for the Spurs Show live event. Well, you know, we'll do that. We'll start a little bit later. Uh, and then join us literally down the road on Great Portland Street for the night Are with Are you in Great Portland Street? Yeah, 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 the Auburn. Perfect. It's around the corner. It's literally around the corner. Seven minutes away. Well, there you are. How about that, listeners? Spurs show season ticket holders, you've got two events you History can History in the making, live on this show. Ama- it's amazing, are. wasn't it? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's been a wonderful show. Martin, thank you so much for coming along again. No problem. It's always appreciated. Alex, it's lovely of you to finally come on this show thank and talk about so this wonderful book. Me. And I'm so lovely that you, you talked about your uncle because th- that book is such an important book. And you can still get it. Are you? you can still get um, probably reprints and stuff. You go to Amazon, you can, if you haven't got Spur Supreme, I saw it on eBay last week, you can, get, you can pick up a copy for about 15, 20 quid and it's well worth it. If any proper Spurs fan, you've got to have that book in your uh, Tottenham collection. Right, we'll be back next week, although there'll be no uh, actual game of the weekend to talk about. But we'll t- probably talk about the injuries to uh, <laughs> Harry Kane, <laughs> Harry Winks, uh, and uh, who else is the England team? Winks, Kane, there's one more, isn't there? Who is it? Nadelli's not in it. There is another, I'm sure there is another Danny one. Rose, perhaps? Danny Rose, well done. Broadway Danny Sorry, Rose. Danny. There's one more. Three players. We'll be talking about the uh, season ending injuries at these ridiculous uh, early season international games. So we'll hear you next week with Paul Kramer, been on the show many times, and Mark Pegg, who'll be here talking about the Walter Tull film that we are behind trying to get made and looking forward to. Our next game after that, which is at home to Crystal Palace. Palace. There we go. Until next time, come on, you Spurs.
On this day, January the 22nd, 2008, having drawn the first leg one on this day, January the 20th, 1951. On this day, January the 14th, 1978, a jump. On this day, January the 17th, 1968, Martin Chivers makes his debut. If you're interested in the history, landmarks, and great achievements of the football club we hold dear, your love on this day. And White Hart Lane erupts. Jimmy Greaves equalises on the stroke of half-time. Aaron Lennon scores a fourth. Tottenham embark on a 19-game unbeaten run. On this day, a daily mini-series dedicated exclusively to memorialise great Spurs days gone by. Exclusively available at patreon.com slash spurshow. Patreon.com slash spurshow. Jimmy Greaves equalises on the stroke of half-time. John Pratt Brace at a concert. January the 17th, 1968. Patreon.com slash Spursh slash Spursh slash Spursh. Aaron Lennon scores a fourth. Tottenham embark on a 19-game unbeaten run. 1951. Martin Chivers makes his debut for Spurs. Top of the league and White Hart Lane a run. 1978, 2008, 1951, 1968. Patreon.com/slash Spurs. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Come and see Crooks and Archibald in their first central London appearance together since hanging up their Spurs boots 35 years ago. Spurs Show season ticket holders get an automatic ticket with priority entry, with tickets also available at live.spurshow.net. No one does Christmas like the Spurs Show except perhaps Bing Crosby and Jesus. Get your tickets at live.spurshow.net or get free entry to all our live Spurs shows at season.spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.